Welcome to Astro Tea. That was the song of the week, Dreams by Tiana Taylor. And this is a weekly conversation that we host every single Sunday to take a closer look at the transit at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. British Summertime for the cosmic energy of the week ahead. So join our group here on Clubhouse so that you can stick with us, share with your friends and family so they can get the tea too. Great day, royalty. I am Empress Last. You are your empire, and my content is designed around bringing a balance between the higher and lower aspects of your energy to become your best self. So I am currently taking bookings for new clients. Just click the book now button on my Instagram profile, and I look forward to having a session with you. Hi, Nikki. Hi, everyone. Happy Sunday. What's up, y'all? My name is Nikki. I am a technical and intuitive astrologer, and I'm devoted to demystifying the higher timelines and imparting practical wisdom to assist you on your journey of self-transformation. So I'm currently offering one-on-one astrological consultations, as well as Oracle card readings. And my Instagram and Twitter are linked in my clubhouse bio. So you can find the link to book a reading with me in my link tree, which is included in either of those bios. All right, let's hold the phone real quick. If you haven't already joined our email list, just click the link in the Astro T Instagram bio to receive exclusive tea on all the transits, new and full moon uh, affirmations, journal prompts, oracle card readings, and much more. We also have the Astro T journal that's actually launching this week, so it's almost here. This is going to allow you to work with the energy of the weekly transits so that you can move intentionally towards your destiny and balance your internal energy so enjoy affirmations inspirational quotes and even space for journal entries both the journal and email list are launching on the 22nd fall equinox this week so we're super excited to bring that to you guys um but just wanted to interject and say that quickly and let's get into it nikki Yeah, and also for those of you who don't know, we have a new home on Instagram. Our handle is at Astro T Universe. So for all your Astro T needs, we now have a special page. So if you want to follow us there, you'll be able to get all the updates about what we're up to and what we're working on and the many new things that we have to come when it comes to Astro T. So I'm really excited to be able to share that with y'all as time goes on. So if you feel led, both Empress and I have our Buy Me A Coffee linked in our link tree. So you can send us a love donation and buy us a tea for us to have on Sunday mornings. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, you'll notice hand raising is off. So what we're going to do is first run through the transits of the week, and then we'll turn on hand raising at the end and invite people to the stage to speak. So anything that you have to share, whether it's a question, a story, a tea, a ritual idea, we got the full moon in Pisces coming up tomorrow. So whatever is that you want to share with us, you can also hit us in the back channel, anything that you have to either share or comment or anything that you need clarification on, definitely just um, hit up Empress and I and we will be able to um, kind of pause and create some space and time to to answer your question or to address your comment and also I guess I just wanted to say too if there's anything that you want to keep private we love to share your comments out out loud and with the collective but if there's anything you want to keep private or have a private question you'll feel free to ask those as well and just you know clarify that it's personal question we can definitely answer those as well one-on-one and if you want more time with this you can also book a private session with us where it's a completely confidential space 
space and we'll be able to dig through some things at a, at a deeper level. So without further hesitation, if you want to grab a coffee, a tea, a notebook, a piece of paper, soon to be your Astro Tea Journal, you know what I'm saying? We'll get into it. We're going to start with Monday, September 20th. We have the full moon in Pisces. So as we're talking about the full moon in Pisces, just a reminder that a full moon means that the sun and moon are in opposite signs. So just naturally, when we're talking about the full moon in Pisces, just understand that we're talking about moon and Pisces opposite sun and Virgo. That's what it means, you know, for there to be a full moon. And then a new moon is when the sun and moon are conjunct in the same sign. So we're talking about the Virgo Pisces opposition as we're thinking about this full moon in Pisces so our emotions are going to be focused on our dreams right and our energy is going to project through the legacy that we're building from our daily habits routines structure and organization and on this day especially since it's a moon day our psychic sensitivities will be heightened as we become spiritually aware of you know what needs to be cleared out internally in the spiritual to make room for material things in the three-dimensional world and to bring in beauty collaboration creativity appreciation and being able to share our success with others as we transition into libra season you know we're really closing out virgo season with this full moon which is beautiful because it's kind of like out with the old and with the new in terms of energy so it's like coming to a beautiful um cycle and even as empress said our first email on the email listserv will be about the fall equinox so it's just a beautiful transition of of transits where we're talking about closing off spiritual cycles with the uh, full moon in pisces and then we're moving to the sun entering libra and then we're moving into the equinox as well where it's a symbolic shift from you know from summer mutable earth to cardinal air right with libra season so it's like this new this full moon i keep saying new moon this full moon is a way to really close out any kind of energetic ties that you have with you know your routine and structure and organization so it made me think about this is a great time so you know let's go through some rituals that we can all do on this full moon um this is a great time to create order cleanliness and add some color and like comfort and even artwork or um, maybe like a musical instrument or a new kind of creative um, space in the house for you um, as we approach this full moon just prioritize cleanliness in your home and i sense that some people have had clean the house on their to-do list for some time now I kept, okay, shifting, you know, drawing in a little arrow to like, okay, I'll do it next week. Then drawing in a little arrow, okay, I'll do it next week. And then drawing another little arrow, okay, I can do it next week. And, you know, with Moon and Pisces energy, it's kind of like either we've maybe lost track of time or been very caught up in those day-to-day -day habits and routines that we've either haven't had time or we've forgotten or other priorities have come up but i feel like for those of us who may have been like putting off cleaning the house and this is like kind of like a a deep clean literally but also like a spiritual cleanse possibly even donating items or clothing or whatnot to create even more space in your house um, this would be a really great time to do it um, on a moon day, you know, moon and, and cancer is moon is cancerian kind of energy and vice versa. So tending to the home, seeing how much spiritual space you can open up by decluttering and kind of organizing and cleaning, I think would be a really great way to shift into Libra season, which
which we'll talk about, you know, some suggestions for Libra season, one of which I feel like getting new furniture, you know what I mean? Adorning your house with candles and flowers and, you know, all of those like beautiful things. But I don't know about y'all. I really can't light candles in like a dirty house. Like I love like after you've cleaned and like scrubbed everything and put everything away to like light a candle. That's like the icing on top. That's how you know you did a good job cleaning and now your space is clean and decluttered and you have candles and flowers. So it's like, think about it that way. Like before bringing in the energy of Libra season, making sure you do the due diligence of really getting into a, a present headspace of like, okay, I need to declutter and organize my space so I can organize my mind, right? Um, take advantage of the last few warm days that we have and do some grounding work in nature, especially near water, if you can. Um, that would be really great to just have that sense of peace and grounding um, since Piscean energy is very um, in kind of like the ethers and the other realms. So being able to ground and get clarity on what intentions are you bringing into cardinal air season, a season of initiation and putting things into practice. Um, also treat your feet, okay, period, with either a massage or a pedicure. Um, I have my appointment booked. I have a mani-pedi tomorrow, so I'm really excited just to be able to be aligned with the energy of just, you know, taking care of your feet. Pisces rules the feet and a lot of psychic messages and internal messages from our body come through our feet. So taking some time to nurture and pamper them is really great. And then open up the windows in your home to let light in, to symbolize bringing light and purity into your mind and thoughts. And lastly, finding a muse that sparks creative expression or think of a new creative outlet to try again which transitions beautifully into libra season you know it's the appreciation of art and beauty and all those things um, perhaps even getting a book um, on photos or artwork to be able to study or to look at or to reference um, but just thinking about an outlet to express creativity that you know you can gain appreciation for as we shift into libra season but that's all i got for monday uh, Empress, what is this full moon looking like for you with the opposition to Sun and Virgo? And it's now, you know, your season is ending, it's coming to a close. So like even any reflections that you have on Virgo season and kind of what we can take into Libra season with us from the season that we're closing out. Yes, I love how you said treat your feet. I was like, I need to get a petty, literally. But I I really feel like this transit for Cisco and the Tarot. So with the moon in Pisces um, being full in its opposition to the sun in Virgo, in the tarot, this is the high priestess in the moon energy and knight of cups uh, opposing the eight of pentacles energy. So the high priestess here is really allowing her creativity to be unleashed in a way in the moon and also fantasizing about all that she wants to experience in her reality. So with the Knight of Cups energy, you may be moving forward and bringing your creative ideas to your reality as well. Uh, during this full moon, express gratitude for all the wonderful dreams that you have received with this Piscean energy. Also, notice any of those emotional blockages that you may have that are keeping you from making your dreams come true for you. Because the Virgo and Pisces aspect is very much about being able to bring your dreams and fantasies into the earthly realm, into the physical realm, and into reality. So definitely contemplating on any of those blockages that you have emotionally 
um, that keep you from making your dreams come true in the way that you want them to. Honor your intuition as well uh, about loved ones to reach new levels in your relationships. Or even you, even if you're trying to attain new love in your life at this time, honor your intuition. Listen to what your intuition has to say. Uh, with this energy opposing the Eight of Pentacles, are you keeping any secrets that are holding you back possibly from putting forth your best effort and working hard enough on those projects and that work that means the most to you right now uh, and that you've experienced during Vogo season? Uh, Vogo energy is all about the daily maintained habits, your routines, right? Your health. So from late August until now, from the 22nd of August when the sun entered Vogo until now, what has your experience been with Vogo energy, with those things you need to notice about healthy routines? Now, have you taken action on them or have you just been like, hmm, it would be really nice if my house was tidy? <laughs> like, you know, it would be really nice if I could own my own business. It would be really nice. But what are you doing on this realm to bring that dream and vision down? All right. During this full moon, can you agree to put more elbow grease in, right, with that new business and possibly crank up the productivity instead of allowing stress and anxiety to possibly come up from all the work that you're analyzing needs to be done? Okay, this is a great day to meditate, spend time reflecting. As Nikki mentioned, great day to go out in nature, enjoy these last few days of sun um, that we have, of summertime, literally. See what houses Virgo and Pisces rule in your natal chart as well, if you know um, your natal chart or get one pulled so that you can um, see what areas, what houses the Virgo and Pisces energy are happening in, happening in specifically in Pisces with the full moon happening there for this transit uh, and see where you're going to feel the energy the most from this full moon and what's coming to a close because Pisces is the 12th zodiac sign and so the moon is now coming to that ending point of a certain cycle and then it's going to start back over with the moon going into Aries, right? To start the cycle again. So what, what types of patterns and emotional processes do you want to reflect on today uh, during this transit on Monday, tomorrow, so that you can be more empowered to move forward into new cycles and take action for yourself, right? To create your empire. So that's what I'm seeing for this transit on Monday. Uh, let's get into Tuesday with Aries and Libra. So I'm excited to talk about this because it's kind of reminiscent of what uh, the energy is kind of all about for the fall equinox coming up on Wednesday as well. So again, you'll be able to see kind of our in-depth um, analysis and take on the equinox in our email list. But this, it's really all about um, the Aries Libra axis is, is really what it's about. So this transit is kind of like a, a little preview to it on the day right before we reach the equinox where we're talking about the moon and Aries opposing Mars and Libra. 
So the Aries Libra axis is really all about balancing self-assertion and cooperation with other people, right? So our emotions, our subconscious, our feelings, our thoughts are going to be fighting for self-preservation and self-sufficiency while Mars, you know, the planet of drive, of action, of putting things into motion is really motivating us to seek meaningful partnerships. So um, it's really finding the duality and the balance of this opposition, which is like what Libra energy is an expert at. So I'm just really excited as we shift into Libra season, um, as we go through transits throughout the kind of month or the season to, to keep that in mind when we're talking about oppositions and in conjunctions, because the key to really harnessing that energy is balance. And we're going to be in a season and a time where balance is our priority. You know, it's going to feel very uncomfortable when we're not seeking balance and harmony. So I'm just really excited. So just anytime that we talk about an opposition, understand that it's finding um, the kind of middle ground that both of those polar opposite energies share to come to some sort of happy medium, right? So the moon in Aries is really about, you know, what makes us who we are, what makes us stand out, what makes us feel free to express our individuality and our personal interests. It's about new ventures, putting things into place. I feel like a lot of people kind of like you were saying, Empress, about, um, you know, have you just been thinking about the things that you want to put forth into motion and not really taking action? So I feel like on this moon in Aries, right before we have the equinox, I think a lot of people are going to be um inspired or have clarity on the things that they want to start putting into action and possibly how they can get assistance from a partner you know starting a business with a partner or um how can your friends help you know is, do you have a friend who can design your logo do you have a friend who can build your website do you have a friend who can um help you with the marketing promotion and the graphic design of you know your social media posts whatever it is but i think that libra season for those of people who are thinking about you know i want to start something new but i'm scared of having to be responsible for everything by myself, Libra season can bring some people into your life that will help to show you that, you know, with collaboration, we can get really far. Um, so with this transit, as well, Mars and Libra is dealing with our motivation to sign contracts, to engage in kind of legal um, matters, whether it's like protecting ourselves legally or um, learning new things about um, law, you know, and, and um, court proceedings. I know Empress and I, we're, we're trying to get on our, you know, legal stuff as well, you know, advancing as boss women and women trying to build an empire for each other, which is really what like Libra season is about is that divine feminine energy as well. Even though um, Libra is a masculine sign, it really speaks to kind of the, um, the ways that we can assert our divine femininity. So anything that you can do to protect yourself legally, um, is also what kind of this Mars and Aries energy, I'm sorry, Mars and Libra energy is about. Um, and especially since it's a Mars day, so this is kind of a little bit of a separate thought for the day, especially since it's a Mars day, I would definitely encourage y'all, if y'all are driving, to be mindful of speeding or driving aggressively on this day because it's already a Mars day. Um, and 
something that I've read and you know noticed as well is that police presence is sometimes like increased on Mars Day. Like they're just out here and more present and more you know aggressive as well. So just being mindful of speeding um, because Mars and Aries energy represents police officers and Libra you know is like the court and legal system. So this opposition between the planets is causing you know kind of tension um, for either one of those things, if not both, to be like activated. So just be mindful mindful on the road draw be careful just if someone's tailgating you just pull over you know what i'm saying libra you know keep the harmony keep the peace like don't don't be an aggressor in a situation on this day and then lastly for those of us in partnerships um whether this is you know friendships romantic relationships this is a great day to reflect and have a conversation especially since mercury is in libra as well about recalibrating and refocusing on who you are and your sense of self within the relationship, your needs, your boundaries, and opportunities to build self-confidence, right? And how your partner or your friend um, can be supportive of you in that. Uh, with Mars and Libra, we have to be mindful of codependency and enmeshing ourselves with others to the point where we're neglecting, you know, those non-negotiable ways in how we should be putting ourselves first, you know, and just, you know, just reminding all of us that this kind of conversation or this energy doesn't have to be combative you know since libra energy invites diplomacy and grace but it's just a time for people to be able to um just have those conversations like what do you know what do we need as individuals and then as partners how can we like support one another to be able to make those things happen so that's what i have for tuesday empress what does this look like in the tarot it's going up on a Tuesday, right? I feel like this energy of this day, specifically with the moon in Aries opposing Mars and Libra in the tarot, this is the high priestess in the emperor and the queen of wands energy opposing the tower in justice and the queen of swords energy. So I love how you mentioned the feminine presence because the queen of swords represents Libra, even though, as you said, it is a masculine sign. So what an amazing energy to happen on a Mars day, right? With all of this Mars influence, the info, the universe really means business, everyone. And if you're not about the action, then you're basically about to get left behind like Michael did with the, the Jacksons, with his brothers, right? The high priestess in the emperor energy is set ablaze and it's ready to make those wise decisions with the queen of wands, right? About how to move forward in this new cycle with the moon starting in Aries now while hearing your intuition loud and clear. So even if your intuition is telling you that a certain conversation and truth need to be had when you're in social interactions with others, right? Are you going to take the action that is showing the, the new cycle and progression that you're wishing to see in your life to create that balance, okay? This can also bring up opposition in values and morals with other people, with social interactions, possibly to the point of confrontation, guys. So I feel that I would be mindful of arguments that could possibly happen on this day when you're discussing things with other people and also having a me 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 mindset with the aries influence and remaining closed off to alternative views and partnerships could also lead to those tower moments during this transit uh the queen of wands and the queen of swords makes the truth profoundly emotional 
that you're experiencing. So if one party, either yourself or someone you're having a discussion with, is closed while the other person is having an open-minded approach, this could lead to standing your ground, right? And making sudden epiphanies with your counterparts. During this transit, also having an open mind, expressing your truth could be exactly what sets you on the right foot. And how fitting, because we just finished the full moon in Pisces yesterday, right? So you just got your petty done, okay? You set your appointment today and you might see Nikki there, but you're going to get started on the right foot literally the day after with the moon going into Aries as the high priestess begins her journey through the zodiac wheel once again. So that's the energy that I'm seeing for this transit and on this day. And I really feel that it's going to, it's a powerful way for us to go on into the week from the full moon in Pisces. I think it's a really beautiful energy and transit um, to, to experience. So let's go into Wednesday, Nikki. <laughs> that made me happy when you said you might see Nikki there. I was like, I would love to get Manny Petties with y'all. Like I would really right. want to try, like a group Manny Petty and talk about tarot and astrology and what's going on and how it's applying to our life. Like I would love that. Oh, that would be amazing. So, okay, let's move on to Wednesday, September 22nd. So we have the fall equinox. We got a lot going on. We have the sun enters Libra. And then we have our journal and our email list launch as well, which I am so, 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 so excited um, to be able to share with all with all of you and i feel like you know empress and i are trying our best to really walk the talk you know what i mean and and utilize this energy and the energies like around us consistently to to be in alignment you know so this is really um a labor of love um it speaks to what the libra season kind of time of year is about is like now you've put in the work and we put in a lot of work and devotion and dedication and research um to materializing things you know cardinal air how do you initiate things to be able to connect with people to be able to form closer bonds to be of service and to be um of appreciation to other people to bring harmony and beauty and ease and grace into the lives of other people as well so this you know this journal is really um our, our best effort to be in aligned with you know putting things out there so um to kind of expand more on the energy of this day we're talking about mercury and libra squaring pluto and capricorn so the relationship between libra and capricorn is really all about tact and grace and so this makes me really happy because this made me think about um something that kind of pops up in my own life is like how we how can we communicate our needs um, to trusted companions and invite them to support us in building long-term stability for ourselves so this really reminds me of this uh, particular discourse server that i built with a friend group of mine or i can't even say i built i that i contributed and collaborated with um with a friend group of mine and I was just reflecting on this yesterday, so I felt like it fit beautifully with this energy of like, we all came together to share our areas of expertise and knowledge and the things that interest us, the thing that, that um, we have, you know, appreciation and a passion for, and we were able to communicate that and share that, right? Mercury and Libra loves to share those thoughts and ideas and creative um, bursts of, you know, 
um, whatever it is, you know, hey, y'all, I found this really great book. Hey, y'all, I found this really great link, you know, oh, this is a really great resource. So we were able to kind of like start from nothing, right, to build now this incredibly like comprehensive um, server about anything about, you know, tarot, astrology, the law and legal um, proceedings and legal advice. There's health and wellness. There's we have we even talk about like sexual health. We talk about music. We talk about movies. It's like everything under the sun and i'm so grateful because it's it's something that was built by many hands you know what i mean i, I thought about how long would it have taken us to build something like that if all of us would have tried to do that by ourselves you know we didn't have all of the knowledge we didn't have all of the experience and you see where libra you're looking at you know and focusing on you know how are we on the same team you know there was always crossover there was always like oh my gosh i've read that book oh my gosh i've read that article so it was cool to see the alignment and the synchronicities of like, duh, like that's why we're friends. That's why the universe brought us together because we're now being able to align like, wow, I read this book five years ago. Wow, you know, I, I remember when I read this article and I didn't understand, but now through the lens of our friendship, the things that we've shared, these things are now starting to make a lot more sense, right? At this time in my life. So it just made me think about how it's so much stronger because we built it together and that there's so many opportunities just by going through the server to be able to build that long-term stability, right? Pluto and Capricorn, how to materialize those things for our long-term well-being and transformation, right? So then lastly, it made me really think about um, what are the parts of the body that Libra rules? And one of them is the lumbar system, specifically vertebrae L1 through L5, which I thought was very, very interesting. If we're talking, thinking about like numerology and symbols, right? The number five, the number is, uh, five is about change and transformation um, and, and cycles, right? The just thought of the beginning and ending of just cycles, right? The cyclical aspects of life. And so it made me think Think about how coming together, right? We're each bringing our smaller individual pieces, you know, but the kind of backbone that we have is strong because there's strength in smaller numbers. Everybody has something to contribute. Every Everyone has a role. Um, everyone felt empowered to contribute their area of expertise to this server. So now look how much stronger we are in something very Capricorn-esque, right? A backbone, a bone, something strong, something dense um, that we're able to create because we each had our specific um, role to play, right? And how we can accelerate change and transformation and the results that come come from that. So my question to y'all for this day is, you know, what are you building and who are you building it with? You know, and does everyone understand the clear role that they have in the building? You know, we talked about this when Mercury first went into Libra, put people that you care about in positions to show their strengths you know, and to be able to be appreciated and celebrated for those strings. So we'll talk a little bit about that because we're going through some Scorpio, some Taurus transits that really kind of hit on these points of putting people in positions to be successful and to shine. So we'll get into that later in the week. But for now, um, Empress, what is your take on Wednesday's energy with this square between Mercury and Pluto? Yes. Yeah, so one of the questions that came to mind when you just in the way that you ended, especially with the vertebrae, which was super interesting, especially with the numerology, is what happens when you need to be a part of a team, but you're not showing up. And I feel like that's the direction that my but that what I saw in the tarot 
um, was causing me to focus on. So in the tarot on Wednesday with Mercury and Libra squaring Pluto retrograde in Capricorn, the magician here is ready to deliver that those resources and educational information, while the judgment card in reverse may still be holding on to an emotional experience like a baby with a graham cracker at lunchtime. So what decisions are you not making regarding your value is what came up for me. What dark secrets do you find yourself still allowing to have a hold on you that you don't want to tell anyone else about? That's what this judgment card in reverse is giving me, especially in the devil energy, which is also the queen of pentacles. Perhaps this for you is wanting to tell the truth, wanting to embrace the magician in the justice energy, right? But you don't want to, you're scared of others thinking something about you if they find out this information. Like what will other people think about me if they find out, okay? Meanwhile, it's affecting your ability to get your bag the way you want to with the Capricorn because you're keeping and holding on to this emotional trauma that's causing an energetic response in a way that you communicate externally, socially, okay? So definitely think about that. Capricorn does not like anyone to get in the way of their bag, okay? Just ask one, just ask a Capricorn. <laughs> so this is, I see that some of you could be a bit more vocal about the money-making ideas and the gifts that you have. And I want you to feel super proud of yourself if you, uh, as Nikki explained, have been through this process with Pluto while it's been retrograde, right? While Pluto's been retrograde in Capricorn, I have been seeking partnerships with other people in my community or coming together with my soul tribe and sharing ideas and gifts that I have that will allow us to possibly make money together, right? Through me getting out of my own way and not being scared to share those those talents, those interests that I have that I don't usually share with the world because society hasn't caught all the way up with me, okay? So be more vocal about those ideas and gifts that you have. With this transit happening on the first day of fall, right, to open up the fall equinox, consider that this is an energy toll, right? So if you've ever been to a state or on an interstate where you have to drive through a sun pass or something like that, consider this transit as somewhat of an energy toll to kind of check with you to say okay before you really get into the fall season you need to be ready for all that could be uncovered in the depths for the sake of your transformation and your money and your bag okay being prepared for that this is an energy toll that we're all crossing through on the day that the fall equinox is happening okay so definitely keep that in mind the queen of swords is letting you know that there will be no secrets during libra season as well so choose of your own fruition guys to decide to remove those chains from anything that does not give you that rich auntie or rich uncle vibe for the sake of transformation because Venus is in the back of this, okay? And Venus is in Scorpio right now, which we'll get into later on in the week. But Venus as a planet is the ruler of Libra. So of course, you're doing these, uh, you're entertaining social uh, opportunities to communicate and teach and possibly learn, right? For, this, for the sake of possibly expanding your abundance, right? With this Pluto retrograde in Capricorn. So think about that dynamic and only put yourself around that abundant vibe 
be willing to, to make choices that put you in those positions so that you can get your bag and transform, right? Into who you need to become to be that rich auntie or uncle, okay? Uh, so let's talk about the second transit we chose for this day, Sun enters Libra. So we are finally in Libra season, y'all. I feel like with all this Libra energy in the air, I've been like really already feeling it. So I'm just excited to be able to now shift our kind of light, our energy, our focus, our vitality in matters of all those seventh house things, you know, collaboration, cooperation, um, teamwork, contracts, partnerships. It's the house of known enemies as well. It corresponds to the seventh house, but I think it's it's the duality in in love and hate, you know, are a very fine line that are very, very similar. And I think that it's, it's um, there's like a quote, it's something like better the enemy that you do know, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. And I think it's being able to put yourself, it's all about putting people in positions. You know what I mean? Enemies are usually people that I would say it's it's an enemy of progress, someone who doesn't want to see you win, someone who doesn't want to see you succeed, someone who doesn't want to see you tap into those Aries things, right? Are you talking about that quote that's like, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm? Like that, ooh, that just came to ooh, mind when you said no. that quote. I like that. No, that wasn't what I was talking about, but that's even better. I, can't remember. <laughs> I really it's can't like remember how that yeah. I really like that because and that that explains it perfectly. The duality between the first and the seventh house. It's the self and the shadow self. It's the it was like um I think I've mentioned this before to y'all that it was like I saw this journal prompt once that was like, think about the person that you dislike the most you know and you know what is it that they do that you dislike how do they act how do they treat other people like kind of just go and 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 brain dump about like all the things that you don't like about a specific person or about people in general and then after you did all the brain dump it was like this is your shadow self you know so it's like the things that really trigger us about other people are often things that we haven't really like worked on in ourselves, you know and i think that with those known enemies it's even an opportunity for us to be able to say like what are the where do people actually even see value in me you sometimes people envy um the fact that we can put ourselves first or stand up for ourselves in ways that they can't they see us actually you know tapping into either either way it's cardinal right it's either cardinal fire or cardinal air they see us actually making things happen for ourselves right Right? And, and there may be in a place where it's like, I'm initiating thoughts, but I don't know how you'd be initiating actions and trans translating those thoughts into action. And like, I want to be able to do that. Understanding that sometimes enemies are people who really admire you. It's like mis misplaced admiration, right? So how can we even be almost motivated or inspired or encouraged to, to find a collaboration? It's like, okay, why can't we both be great? Like if you want to be great, but you're too busy looking at me being great to figure out how you can be great in your own unique right, we have a middle ground of like, we both want to be great. Why do we have to be enemies? Why can't we uh, take on uh, an energy of brotherhood, of sisterhood, of collaboration and not competition? You know what I'm saying? So um, the seventh house, you know, deals with significant one-on-one -on -one relationships, spouses, business partnerships, therapist, client relationships. And remember that we talked about this a few weeks ago that we're shifting from the last house that's beneath the horizon, Virgo, um, the sixth house to now the first house that's like over the horizon. This is what we've been talking about for a while that it's like testing season now. Like we've been able to be indoors, be within ourselves, be within hermit mode. And now we 
kind of get to put things on a stage, put this in a, a place of practice, of application, of relating to other people uh, to really show ourselves uh, the work that we've been putting um, on ourselves internally since Aries season began. Now it's a time of like showing and presentation and sharing and collaborating. So Libra's kind of like superpower is the capacity for meaningful relationships. So it's tapping into that of, of relationships of depth, of relationships of meaning and um, alignment, you know, being able to um, find some type of substantiation through our relationships and being mindful of indecision. You know, I think sometimes Libra's we and I say we because, you know, I feel that really heavily with my North Node and my Mars energy. We really want to do what is fair. You know, we really want to consider all perspectives and being able to take that all in and say, OK, what is fair? You know, what is right? What is just? And that's why sometimes we move very slow or move with hesitation. We want to make sure our all parties feel seen and heard and acknowledged. And I'm like, you know what? OK, I'm going to take a little bit of this. I'm going to take a little bit of this. I'm going to take a little bit of this. And this is my decision. And now we all feel heard. We all feel seen. We all get some Thing that we want but you know being mindful of like indecision you know and i think that sometimes libras can get some criticism for being superficial or lacking depth and i think that sometimes that lack of depth in terms of uh deep personal relationships is actually what keeps them objective you know it keeps them being a neutral and fair judge by being able to not be so enmeshed in the situation that's what gives them their sense of you know justice you know when they say justice is blind which we're not going to talk about how that's a very hypocritical statement in our law system in the U.S., but in theory, it sounds nice that justice is supposed to be blind to all of the particularities of the mundane and actually looks for higher frequencies of what is right, what is just, not always what is legal. You know, it's taking context into situation of saying where are people coming from and what is right, what is fair, what is just, you know? So lastly, uh, with Libra energy, there's a tendency to avoid major conflicts um, in, in our relationships. You know, Libra energy doesn't realize that for a lot of other people, and again, this is hard for me to even wrap my, my brain around, that for other people, direct confrontation is actually very, very helpful, you know, for them to be aware of what they bring into relationships and what they do. Again, that we're activating other people's Aries energy of like, wow, like I'm able to grow, I'm able to see myself objectively. And like the only way to do that sometimes is to have upfront converse, confrontation with people. And for a lot of people, confrontation actually helps them feel connected and feel intimate in partnership. So it's being able to, you know, forego like the, the not wanting to rock the boat for being able to actually build on honesty and truth. And then lastly, with Libra energy, making sure that we're having moderation with sweet foods as well as fatty foods. I know for us Libra placements, sweets are our weakness. So just being mindful of overindulging in sweets in Libra season. And then lastly, investing in your appearance and grooming. And so if you're anything like me, when you look better, you feel better. When you feel better, you look better. And when you look better, you feel better. And it's like a whole endless cycle, but sometimes you have to invest more in your appearance and grooming to be able to project from a place of, of confidence, you know, and of self-value and self-worth and, you know, really tapping into that Venus energy for ourselves. So that is what I have for the sun entering Libra. Um, Empress, what does this look like in the tarot? Yes. Yeah, so for the sun entering Libra in the tarot, this is the sun entering justice or the queen of swords. So 
for the sake of that statement you made earlier, Nikki, all hell the truth, right? The sun is shining in the sign of harmony, partnership, and peace with it coming into Libra. So during this season, we will all be kind of weighing our options. And the Queen of Swords here is keeping clear skies with no chances of deception. So if you know the right thing to do and you choose war instead of justice, Libra season may not feel like such a cornucopia for you. This is also a really great time to talk about what you plan to harvest during this season. So perhaps expressing your ideas and thoughts honestly could help you to reap really beautiful and exciting rewards and fortune, especially with Venus as a planetary ruler. Um, now that we have officially entered the second half of the Zodiac Wheel, as, as Nikki mentioned, we're now coming, we're now descending below the celestial equator, right? So what growth can you share socially that you have had to work on yourself since March in Aries season? What aspects of that journey that you've gone through since that time can you now share to teach others, right? Going through those questions in your mind, how can you be possibly a bit more selective and exclusive with your valuable energy and insight. As Nikki mentioned earlier, knowing your value, legal matches and disputes, I can definitely see those being handled as well during this season. So ultimately doing our best to be honest about settling disputes because it, it will really just increase the fairness that you'll receive in circumstances while we're transiting the sun in all the degrees of Libra um, until we get into Scorpio. So that's what I'm seeing for this season. I love how you mentioned as well, investing in your appearance and grooming. If you feel like you want to change up your hairstyle, this would be a great energy to do that. Um, and I love what you said as well about sweets and fatty foods, cause you know, that comfort can, you know, can kind of settle in for the harvest when people are like, oh, look at how much I was able to harvest and reap. And then you eat to all and there's nothing for one to time, you know? So definitely reflect on those things. Uh, let's get into Thursday, Nikki, with Scorpio and Taurus. Yes, I'm really excited about this transit. So on Thursday, the 23rd of September, we have Venus and Scorpio is opposing Uranus and Taurus, which is retrograde right now. And so symbolically, oh, I'm sorry, before I get to that, I just want to thank Gina. Gina DM me that the quote that I was freaking thinking about that I couldn't remember. It's better the devil you know than the better you don't. So <laughs> that's what it was that at least with the seventh house, you know who the ops are. Like I would take that any day over the 12th house ops, which are the ones that you really, really don't see coming. And, and usually other people, um, 12th house energy is sometimes what people can see about you that you can't see about yourself. So it's either, you know, that partner or that friend that everyone keeps telling you, they're not good for you. They're not good for you. They're not good for you. I'm getting bad vibes. I don't know. You done been to a tarot reader 15 times and they all done told you this partner is not good for your best interest and you can't really see it clearly for yourself so thank you Gina for um reminding me the, of the quote that I actually meant to say is better the devil that you know than the devil that you don't so um you know keeping that in mind with Libra season of like at least you know who the ops are so it's on us to be able to navigate relating with them in in a way that's actually beneficial and helpful so back to Thursday's transit um we're talking about Venus and Scorpio opposing Uranus 
uh, in Taurus, which is retrograde. So to break down Venus and Scorpio energy, kind of like the motivations of what this is bringing to the table and how it relates to that axis, right? Of Venus, um, of Taurus and, and Scorpio is, you know, Venus and Scorpio is really all about wanting to control power in social situations, okay? And which means that sometimes you may resort to using others as a means of fulfilling your own desires, you know, but by doing that, by always being like, okay, how can I end up on top in this situation? How can I look at this as a chess game? How can I look at this as, okay, I want to put this person in this position to then do this and this and this and this. Um, and I think with Venus, we're talking about friendships, you know, so I think sometimes that has a time and place, you know, putting um people or situations when it comes to for example jobs or opportunities i don't think there's anything wrong with putting people and things in positions that are going to be able to help empower you right but since we're talking about venus these are people who are close to you and i feel like as a saturn ruled person um a saturn dominant person just be mindful of the energy of using people or seeing people as like a means to an end you know capricorn energy um because I can feel it, you know, and I know what it feels like. It's being able to use people or utilize things for what they can give, which is very um, symbolic of eighth house energy, of Scorpio energy, of seeing the transaction, right? Seeing the mutual benefit, but be trying to control people by, by keeping people in the dark about what your actual intentions and motivations are can actually lead us to feel controlled. We're controlled by our fear, right? That if we're honest, if we're open, if we're transparent, others may leave us or withdraw their resources. That what, That's what it is that we want. So it's, I think sometimes being able, especially with Libra energy surrounding this transit is like, you might actually be able to get and keep and hold on to what you want if you're honest about what you want you know rather than um people don't like feeling like they're being bamboozled you know people don't like feeling like the the wool is being pulled over their eyes you know what i mean and when people can sense a discrepancy in your actions and your words and your actual intentions, you're actually not, you're putting yourself in a position to not be able to hold on to the resources that you want, allow people in to feel like they're sharing those resources, Libra season, you know, people want to help, people want to collaborate, people want to contribute, you know? So how can you be more transparent and not keep people in the dark about how you see them adding value um, to a certain partnership or dynamic, you know? Um, how can we empower others to see their worth right from a place of being confident and knowing our worth it's opposite the second house right the value in other people is directly related to the value that we see in ourselves how can we show other people um, the value that we see in them by encouraging them to use their potential and harness their abilities, you know? And this is a reminder that power isn't a finite or fixed amount. There's enough for all of us, you know? The more that we empower others, the more we empower ourselves, you know? And now another quote that I do remember <laughs> is, um, empowered women empower women. You know what I mean? I think when we're we're not when we're seeing, for example, sisterhood as a competition, as a comparison, that usually means that we're not empowered to stand firm in our gifts, in yes. our talents, and our abilities. So, um, Venus and Scorpio energy is really about the more that you cheerlead for other people, 
and actually put people in positions to see their value and their abilities, it'll like be reciprocated. You'll be able to just see like, wow, I did that. I was able to, to help this person on their path. I was able to inspire this person. Like this inspires me or this makes me feel good. This makes me feel fulfilled, you know? Um, and Uranus and Taurus energy is all about how we can intuitively receive ideas, right? From materially implementing the directions that we see society headed towards as a collective, right? How can we establish innovation in a practical way? So I say that all to say, invest in your friends, you know, invest in your partner. Something that gets me very, very frustrated is when someone, um, you know, when when Beyonce or somebody launches their, their next tour and their VIP meet and greet tickets are like $600. People are like, take my money. I want to give you all my money. But when your friend starts a, a, a company, they're like, oh, you know, where's that friends and family discount at? Uh, you know, oh damn, you know, I don't really got it mm. like that. So can I get a little discount? Can I get half off? And it's like, no, like, why are we like that? You know what I mean? Invest in your friends, invest in your partner. And Taurus is definitely money, <laughs> definitely financial support, financial freedom, give people the opportunity to be um, self-sufficient and resource resourceful in their own right. But even just providing things of value, you know what I mean? Even if we're talking about non-monetary things, providing things to peep to a uh, value to people. Let's say you can't afford right now to, to buy your friends, you know, whatever, $70 XYZ, you just don't have it right now. Hey, can I can I promote your your business on my story? Can I, you know, I can help you do like a product review or hey, I can um I, I see that you want to revamp your logo. I can help you with that. That's kind of what we were talking about earlier with Libra season and relying on other people. So this transit is empowering us to be that person before your friend reaches out to ask if you can do it if you have a skill a talent that you know a friend or your partner can can really um utilize to advance themselves release some of that venus and scorpio control and actually offer it first you know offer it without wanting a reciprocity for that transaction and you'll see that people may not always think as like tit for tat as you do with those matters. Um, and yeah, just really, I just felt that, like just invest in your friends, invest in people that you see um, value in, even if that's just giving them your attention, your energetic currency, reshare their stuff, it's free. You know, comment on their posts, acknowledge how hard they work, it's all free. And it really is mutually beneficial in ways that, because we're so money driven, and like Empress was saying earlier with any Aries energy, we're so like me, me, me focused, we think that we're at a loss when we share value and recognition and appreciation. So that's what I have for um, Thursday's transit. Empress, what's your take on this opposition between Venus and Uranus? Yes, I love the approach that you took with that all really amazing information that I think it's important for us to know, especially in Libra season, um, experiencing a transit like this. So when it comes to Thursday with Venus and Scorpio opposing Uranus retrograde in Taurus, in the tarot, this is the seven of cups opposing the fool in retrograde or in the reverse in the Hierophant energy or the king of pentacles. So what I was seeing with this energy is the seven of cups with this seven of cups being here, the temptation is already real or it is getting activated by this transit in some way. But I feel like there is an extra moment 
some of you may be feeling led to take when it comes to making decisions to possibly start over with an option that you're still emotionally invested in with this fool in reverse here. So for others of you, the Hierophant is causing an alternative view on falling for temptation. And it's actually inviting you to utilize those keys that you've acquired from lessons you've learned the last time you fell for that shopping spree when they offered it right to fall back in the clutches of the illusion and the shadow self of the relationship right to fall back into temptation to fall for the, the roses that they sent to you you know unexpectedly at your job when you got those the paid vacation that you were surprised with right maybe with venus and scorpio it's that dominatrix style love making that gets you back into the clutches of that illusion okay and siri play frequently by pd pablo okay some of you are in that you know some of you may be feeling that energy with this transit so the king of pentacles here is really reminding you of your value as nikki mentioned and what you actually want to build for yourself long term this is fixed energy with taurus and scorpio so looking long term are those temptations really going to give you lasting results, right? Is it really a smart place for you to put your emotional value, okay? And look at what you want to build for yourself in terms of your energetic reputation with both yourself and your community. You, do you want to be known as the person that invests in your friends? Or do you want to be known as a person that always wants people to invest in you and invest in what you have going on, but you're never you know, sharing that wealth back? You're never balancing the scales and having a harmony in that relationship. So definitely keep that in mind. Keep the pedestal high so that peasants can't reach it as well when it comes to your interactions emotionally, when it comes to making those conscious decisions with new beginnings and starting over with this with this full energy. Definitely, I'm seeing investments, things with spending money, your spending habits, okay? Whether you may spend too much money on alcohol or you're an emotional spender, a transit like this can help you to see from a different perspective with the full and reverse, how you can possibly balance the scales because now we're in Libra season facing this transit next week, Thursday. So those are the, the things that I'm seeing that we can definitely work on from the Taurus perspective. Uh, let's move on to Friday with the conjunction in Taurus. Yes, so with this conjunction, um, in the with the moon in Taurus conjunct Uranus in Taurus, which is retrograde right now, it's just I think an extension of um, Thursday's transit of where we were talking about the opposition and now this is a direct conjunction where we're taking like a magnifying glass and looking deeper at Taurus energy right through the lens of the moon and through the lens of um, Uranus. So you know, with the moon in Taurus, it's like we gain a deeper sense of self-value and inner stability, right? And self-worth by supporting and contributing to the material stability in our environment. You know, contribute your talents, your resources in ways that are tangible and practical. And you'll see how opportunities can also manifest for you to have that same stability. So it kind of made me think about 
um i don't know why i was thinking about not really like thanksgiving energy but kind of where i feel like it's like symbolically like we've just collected the harvest right so you have a, a plethora of food for example and like anything that you're like worried about in terms of financial instability almost like ironically doing the opposite and sharing that thing so like for example, um, I got like a, an image of somebody cooking food for a group of people and sharing it freely, you know, like, you know, moon energy, mother energy, Taurus can be food as well or pleasures that we take in, you know, it just made me think about our at least basic resources, you know, food, water, shelter, right? It's like, if you feel like you're worried about, oh my God, how am I gonna put food on the table? It's like doing the, you know, the ironic thing of like, you know what, I wanna cook a feast for people for free. I wanna go and, and volunteer some time at a soup kitchen. Or um, I know someone, a, a good friend of mine who works with um, the homeless population in DC and she puts in so much love to the food that she shares you know it's not just like you know oh these are the leftovers and I just made something real quick like she really will like connect do mutual aid and collect money from the community to to um, cook vegan and plant-based foods for um, homeless people in her community and on top of that you know she'll do like ginger and turmeric shots and like put things in cute little containers and make like the last thing she made were like these like burritos and then like homemade pico de gallo with chips and it was just so beautiful like how she packaged all of that and like gives it out to people and she talks about like even people who are homeless deserve dignity they deserve options you don't just give people you know this is all i have here you go take it like give people options what do you want empower people to see value in themselves you're recognizing their humanity you're recognizing your dig the dignity in other people so it's like with this moon and taurus conjunction it's like the things that you're the the ways in which you have fear about having like uh security for yourself give that away to other people freely and not because you're doing it for this reason but like in addition to that you'll be able to see you know uranus and taurus how unexpected opportunities come back to you to be able to create that sense of um stability and like last example like i was talking about this yesterday how um the, around well yeah like summer last year when i was a little bit you know i was i was insecure in terms of finances right like literally like how like my my ability to keep a roof over my head was unstable right and not secure and it was something that was weighing on me a lot and i was just hoping a lot of you know things that i was waiting for would come through in order to give me that stability and maybe within a week of finding out that, you know, those that assistance came through and I was able to now have a roof over my head and more one of my first actions was to um, I made these like kits for protesters in the area because a lot of protests were going on at that time. And I was like, OK, what are the things that people need? You know, people are hungry. People are thirsty. People might need a Band-Aid. People might need a, a cough drop. So like I took all these like random kind of like essential items and put them into like these bags and just started distributing them you know for free at these protests to the different protesters and people it was so interesting how many people y'all asked me how much you know what I mean? How much does this cost? Or a friend of mine, who's a Libra son, actually, she baked, she's immunocompromised, so she didn't feel like going out to the protest, but she's like, hey, Nikki, like, if I bake these goods, um, and it was good, she has some coconut mango brownies or something like that. Like, she really, you know what I'm saying? Again, it wasn't like, let me go grab a box of brownie mix and like, here you go, just give whatever away for free. Like, she really put her heart and soul into it. She was like, um, 
she's like if i bake these will you distribute these and i was like yeah so between the kits and the food um people kept asking me oh how much oh how much oh how much is it and i'm like it's free you know what i mean and that made me so um aware of the fact that we question things that are free you know we never we never think that people are giving up their heart so like anyways i say that all to say that my direct response to feeling unstable in my housing and in my finances was as soon as i had enough for myself i gave back to people in that same modality you know that same thing that i was just experiencing fear and and doubt and insecurity about so with this moon and taurus energy it's, it's making sure we're not hoarding right because i think when we're in our spirit of hoarding and and stinginess the things that we are longing for actually don't have room to find their way to us because we're like hoarding all of our resources for ourselves and not being giving to other people so it's being mindful of sharing what we have to be able to create space for more um, with friday's transit so what does this look like in the tarot with this conjunction yes yeah, so this conjunction happening on friday with the moon in taurus conjoining uranus retrograde in taurus it's i love how we somehow find a way to talk about the duality of all of the transits because in the tarot this is the six of pentacles energy conjunct the fool in reverse in the hierophant or the king of pentacles so one question that came to mind before i transition into um what i saw for this transit is from what you said, Nikki, realizing as well that you can actually charge for services that you would typically give for free. Because as much as I 100% agree, it's good to give services for free and just do the right thing, right? We're in Libra season. Do things that will help balance the scales of society. Give to the homeless. Do things that are selfless, right? Especially coming out of, you know, still fresh Virgo energy on Friday the 24th, you know, three days out of Virgo season. Um, how can you shock society literally with your gifts in a way that shows why you're valuable in possibly unexpected and futuristic ways? So I love what you did, Nikki, with making those kits. Like there's protests going on. Let me pull together all of these unexpected items that people wouldn't typically see and being handed out for free and let me show the value that I have and being able to bring all of these details together and provide for the community in a futuristic way, right? This conjunction is staying focused on possibly your financial situation and revisiting ways for you to make money that possibly involve technology. Uranus rules Aquarius. So how can you get onto technological platforms? How can you get on the internet? How can you mingle with things like crypto in order for you to be able to balance the skills and how you're feeling? Think about these types of things. Would you be would you be someone that became a millionaire from Bitcoin? because you are one of those people that maybe heard about to earlier, but you didn't invest in it. You didn't see value in it. But now you see people becoming millionaires from it. Would you have made a killing with that online business you could have started back in March 2019 with the, when all of this kicked off and we were all stuck in the house ordering off Amazon, right? Well, the real question now in the present moment is, will you continue to let these types of opportunities go by or will you stay fixed on it this time and experience the equality six of pentacles in your knowledge and your bank account i really feel encouraged to tell you 
while this transit's happening, stop stopping. Because sometimes we feel, we, we question whether we can actually charge for our free gifts. Oh, I've been doing, you know, my friend's hair in the neighborhood my whole life. Can I really charge for this now? You know, wow, I've, I've always been the go-to stylist for all of my friends. Is this really something I can charge for a service? I always do readings and tell people about astrology. Can I really charge for this, right? But yet you're sitting here feeling moon and Taurus that things are uneven, that you're not in the financial standing that you want to be in, but you're giving out gifts for free instead of embracing that balance. During Libra season, stop stopping, stay fixed on what you believe you can charge or what you believe you can offer to the world in an expansive way. This new moon cycle just literally started on Monday um, or on Tuesday with the moon in Aries. So as of the six of pentacles with this energy conjoining with the full reversed, look at how you spend money. If you get a return, look at if you get returns on investments that you're making and think of ways to possibly increase the return on investment with steady effort and commitment to your vision. Sometimes the return on investment, as Nikki mentioned, is doing something for free and seeing how happy other people are, seeing how grateful they are for what you're doing, right? I want to taste your friend's food that she's cooking up the for this vegan. I want to taste that, the ginger shots. Let me have one, right? So increase the return on investment, the happiness that you see in the community, how you see it elevate moving forward into the future because you are contributing something of value to it. So consider these types of things as this is happening on Friday with this conjunction. And let's get into Saturday, Nikki, with Libra and Aquarius. So on Saturday, we have Mars and Libra trying Saturn and Aquarius, which is retrograde right now. And as we've talked about before, the relationship between Libra and Aquarius is all about systems and um, attractiveness. And remember that I mean more so of being a person of caliber and attracting what it is that you want from other people, right? And being kind of being that energy that you want to project and how people see that as attractive, right? More so than just physical attraction, but hell, we in Libra season as well. So physical attraction, we could throw that back into the mix as well, okay? You know what I'm talking about? So with Saturn and Aquarius, um, this is all about being able to manifest our individuality, right? And the principles of progressing as a society. This is about spiritual brotherhood and sisterhood. This is about our ideals as humanitarians and understanding and recognizing that we create our uniqueness. You know what I mean? It's not bestowed upon us to anybody from anybody else from any other source. We're the ones who create the the unique manifestations of the divine that exists in us on an individual level and then how that translates to the collective because something i've been saying lately is like the unique energy has been really lacking in the in the collective and i don't know if that's because of pluto and capricorn but i feel like there's so many new ideas you know okay like nothing is new under the sun but there's new ways of uniquely expressing ideas that have been done or said or tried before 
and really tapping into our unique energy from the divine but we keep seeing revamps and remakes and um you know oh this person's doing a tribute to this or paying homage to this person like damn can we just get new ideas please can we get new sounding music can we get new movies that are not remakes of old ones even the met gala can we get new clothes new innovation you know why are we paying tributes to things that have been done already so it's like on a collective level i'm feeling kind of the lack of innovation but understand that that's only created from individuals who dare to do something different you know um and mars and libra energy is all about you know being responsible and being direct in initiating social interactions right from a place of operating in personal integrity right when you ask other people what they want and then you're able to really answer honestly and share what you want you can actually create relationships of harmony with others based on things that are true you know not the absence of truth not the absence of conflict so when we're talking about the trine that exists between Libra and Saturn, you know, trines flow easily. And sometimes we can take this for granted. You know, we don't see how something is a skill or a gift because we're like, oh, I thought everybody could do that. Oh, you know, this doesn't come difficult. Like, this is so easy to me that I didn't appreciate that this is something I'm good at. This is something that I can contribute to the collective. So, uh, you know, understanding that really not, not everyone possesses the skills to be a diplomat. Not everyone has the patience or the foresight or the insight or the inspiration to want to be a humanitarian, you know? Um, so as we move into Libra season, focus on what you can bring to heal and bring harmony to the collective, which is funny, Empress, because you had said that in a transit earlier this week, like the things that you don't like about society, the things that bother you, you, you bring the beauty, you bring the grace, you know, rather than being passive or reclusive or passive aggressive about it, you know, understand, tap into your inner like diplomat you know find diplomacy find grace find common ground um and then also you know be a bridge builder i was talking to my friend yesterday who has a prominent libra placement and i love that we were kind of both uh finishing our sentence our each other's sentence in in the ways that libra energy is that bridge builder you know, you want to move people over to this side and you, you want to do it with diplomacy and grace, you build a bridge. You know, people can always go back, back and forth. Bridges allow us to have balance and harmony within two sides of, you know, point A and point B. And something that's beautiful about um, all of these bridges, if you're like in the New York area, you know, you have the Tappan Sea Bridge and George Washington Bridge. If you've ever noticed um, that if you're on the bridge on a rainy, I'm sorry, on a windy day, it's kind of terrifying, but the bridge sways a little bit back and forth and bridges have to have a natural sway to them or else they'll crack. You know, they might crumble if God forbid there's ever an earthquake or it gets too windy. They have to have a natural flow built into that. So understanding the power of bridge building and the flow, the cardinal air energy, how do we initiate flow? How do we initiate balance and bring that into the collective and actually, you know, be the change that we want to see as corny and cliche as that quote is, it's like, are we going to be passive? Are we going to be passive aggressive and mumble under our breath about, you know, how upset 
we are that someone is entrenched in you know the programming that we have socially or are we going to do something about it we're going to be diplomatic and actually here let me breadcrumb you let me let me build a bridge to get you to this higher level of consciousness that it's really where i want you to be at but i have grace and understanding where you are and i can be the bridge builder that gets you to some type of higher plane higher level of thinking what role can you play in that dynamic is what i'm getting for Saturday's transit is overall just very beautiful energy. It's very supportive energy. So tapping into your inner diplomat and humanitarian um, energy would be really great um, on a Saturday. You know, how, find a find a way to utilize your free time, your weekend to you know contribute to the changes that you want to see in the collective. So, Empress, what do you have for Saturday? Yes, it initiating change. I love that. That was what's like was just blaring out to me when you said that because I completely agree like the I forget who said it the other day but they were like I think it was like the comedian guy I forget his name but he was saying like there's no creativity anymore like artists um in the especially in the music industry he was looking at a billboard of the VMAs that happened the other day on MTV and he was like where have like where is the creativity like it's kind of exactly what you said nikki plateaued in a way where where you can kind of it's blatant right so for this transit happening on saturday uh with mars and libra trining saturn retrograde in aquarius this in the tarot is the tower in justice or the queen of swords energy trining the world reverse in the star energy or the king of swords so the queen and the king of swords are definitely talking that sweet talk after dark on this saturday right on the saturn day and there was this whole conversation that happened so i'm gonna give you guys like the lowdown on what happened with the the whole like visual i got so the queen of swords is having this conversation with the king of swords they, they're probably in bed you know and they're they're silky like bedrobes right and the queen of swords is giving the king all of the tea about maybe some servants that are plotting an attack and the king is like oh no we're not having that not in our kingdom right so they hold some type of royal court and after the subjects that the queen pointed out speak their truth the king is like you're no longer part of the kingdom that i want to create and i love what you said earlier nikki about what i mentioned initiating change that sometimes you need to bring up those conversations sometimes you need to have a discussion about where you're disagreeing that's what libra represents that partnership the ability to have conversations even if you don't fully understand the other person's perspective even if you agree disagree about their perspective being willing to show up in a healthy form of debate in order to at least gain enlightenment on that person's point of view right so obviously the royal court as i said was had subjects spoke their truth the king is like nope you're no longer part of the kingdom i want to create you're no longer part of what i see myself creating moving forward because remember the king of swords represents the aquarius energy you're no, you're no longer what i want to create in my kingdom and so the queen of swords that feminine energy that's assisting because we have a beautiful relationship as you mentioned nikki with the queen of swords and the king of swords in this transit that's happening so after the king makes his decree right and slashes his sword in the air the queen is like gods throw them out the dungeon right throw them out the dungeon window tower style 
okay? And if you see the tower caught in the tarot, there's definitely people falling out the window, okay? So this is that point where you're removing those people from your environment that are not conducive to where you want to be. And I love how you also mentioned, Nikki, talking to your friend and like you guys finishing each other's sentences. What about those friends that you talk to on the phone after years of not speaking and it's like, there's constant rifts in your conversation. You're interested in completely different things. You're um, getting into points of tension about your perspective on certain social and governmental standards that are being set um, on all of us on the world stage, right? So you can sense both the camaraderie and the discord in conversations that you're having based on how you've worked on yourself, right? So. Throwing people out the dungeon window tower style, okay, is what the queen in, in the feminine aspect of you was saying. Divine feminine, we've been showing honor and, and gratitude and love, excessive love towards her because there's an upsurge of this energy, I feel specifically this year and moving forward to bring forward a better, um, more harmony between masculine and feminine energies, right? So on this day, the BS detector is definitely juiced all the way up today. So ladies and gentlemen, so you'll be able to sense when people are being untruthful, you'll be able to see when other people are being untruthful. Like you'll be able to see both sides. If you're not being truthful, someone will be able to see it. If someone else is being untruthful with you, you'll be able to sense it as well. So everyone is having access to this energy. So tell it like it is during this transit. When today happens, if someone asks you a question or for your perspective or your viewpoint and how you want to move forward, be open and in, in standing up and being mature, right? With the king and queen's energy, be mature in how you're communicating, possibly being cutthroat for the sake of how you see yourself growing in order to tell it like it is. Be willing to call people on their lies. If someone is lying to your face, be like, I don't really think that's 100% honest, but that's your perspective. You know, I'm gonna choose to do X, Y, and Z regardless, but call people out on their lies. If you're having a conversation and it's supposed to be a moment where you're all open and then you sense that someone else is lying, because I feel like the, the mind is being activated so heavily during today that you're gonna be able to intercept. <laughs> almost read people's mind, right? Libra and Aquarius represent that process of um, mental stimulation. I can't think of the word, but, but basically like transferring thoughts, telepathy, being able to pick up on other people's thoughts. Um, you're going to be able to see and sense when people are lying. So especially if you know you need to create boundaries, because you have now elevated your mind in some way by working on yourself. And now we're, we're coming into the social part of the Zodiac wheel, right? Have those discussions, be willing to open up and tell it like it is during this transit. Uh, so that's what I'm seeing for Saturday. Let's get into the final transit of the week with Gemini and Libra. Yes, before we get into Sunday, thank y'all for rocking with us. I saw we have some new people, um, so we will be opening up the stage in a few minutes. But if there's anything that you need clarity on that we've talked about so far, feel free to also hit us in the back channel and we will be able to address your question or comment. 
um, make sure you get that clarity that you need. So um, hold on tight for a few more minutes and we'll be able to engage in some conversation with y'all. So let's uh, talk about the last transit of the week. We have Sunday, September 26th with the moon and Gemini trying the sun in Libra. So I'm really excited because it's such a beautiful flow of what you were just saying about that, that um, analogy that you had about a friend that maybe time has passed and now you don't really resonate or you have such different ideas and thoughts and perspectives i think that's a really great way to transition into talking about gemini and libra energy so the relationship between Gemini and Libra is all about communication and interconnection, right? We're talking about the third house and our, our immediate environment, our neighborhood, our, our kind of like personal space. You know, the fourth house is the home, but the third house is kind of like um, helps us think about how, you know, what is our immediate environment? It might not be our, our home space, you know, how we ideally want it to be. But for the meantime, what is our kind of like immediate environment, our surroundings, our friends, the people that we we, we speak to on a day to day basis. And then we have the seventh house when those people move from your third into your seventh of, you know, being now people who are partners, people on the same frequency as you people who can collaborate with you. So that's kind of the energies that we're dealing with when looking at the traditional zodiac wheel right the third and seventh house so in a season where we're focusing on relationships you know and relating to people right libra season that's a priority right now it's let's challenge ourselves to combat the air sign energy of ghosting okay and i know i know um that sag is the queen of ghosting okay um they they rule it they run this <laughs> but i think um air energy can be similar in the way that it can kind of be flighty right or superficial at times in the sense of you know even whether it's not intentionally wanting to be superficial but you have so many thoughts you have so many ideas oh i'm putting my energy over here now oh i'm putting my energy over this or i got lost in my meditation I got lost in my hike. I got lost in um, talking on the phone with, you know, such and such and this other person and then FaceTiming this person and da, da, da. it's it's kind of like it's hard to be in one place um, consistently and presently. So with this energy, it's really trying to make an effort to call and communicate those people whose relationship you really value long term, right? The people that you know for a factor in your seventh house but you've been slacking on some third house things with them. You haven't really called them in a while. You haven't checked up on them. You know, they're like, dang, like you didn't like my picture on Instagram. You didn't see it, girl. Like, you know, um, going out of your way to just show people that you are thinking about them through kind of communication or maybe even, you know, third house is like podcasts and things like that. If there's someone that, you know, you're listening to a podcast, and you're like, oh, like such and such would really love this. Instead of thinking it to yourself, take that extra step and actually send it to them and like super quick because i i i feel bad sometimes i hold myself to such a high standard of like i have to write this long message and i hope you're doing great i know it's been a long time but like something simple like hey was listening to this and it made me think of you period and you send it like that helps people understand and appreciate that you're in there that they're in your thoughts you know moon and gemini they feel emotionally reassured by knowing you're thinking about them that you care about them that you want to share things with them an article that you read you're like hey i thought you would really like this or i know you're working on this so um i thought this would be helpful to you you know it helps people feel seen and appreciated so especially since this is a sunday you know focusing on where we're putting our energy and our light this would be a really great day to call a friend to check in with them and make plans to see 
see them, um, either invite them to your home or your space or going out in your like local neighborhood to hang out with them or go out to eat. Or if you're feeling particularly ambitious, um, taking the initiative to organize a group event with friends and colleagues that kind of like what Empress was saying, the flip side of it is someone that you share similar interests and passions with, you know, perhaps like, you know, a lot of people from, I don't know, your college volleyball team still live in the area. It's like, hey y'all, what's good? What's up, what y'all doing? Like, let's let's get together. Let's go out and get some drinks. Let's talk or let's have fun. Gemini's also games, you know, inner child. Let's go to an arcade. Let's do something fun together. Um, let's cut, y'all can come over my house and we'll just talk and have fun and play music, you know? Um, maybe go to a museum, tap into that Libra energy, appreciate art and beauty, but try to, try to be, the force that brings people together, you know, really tap into that Libra energy, especially if you have prominent Libra placements or have Libra in like the first, uh, fourth, seventh or 10th house, you know, or prominent Libra energies in those houses, like really tap into that, you know, and activate the Libra energy during Libra season and be the person who actually gets people together, um, bring people from your third house into your seventh house space and, and try to build consistency in that. So um yeah that's what i have for sunday empress what's your take on this um this trine between the moon and the sun yes i love what you said when you were like sagittarius is so good at ghosting and just like dipping and i was like i'm working on it i'm working on it i was feeling hella guilty with the gemini rising though like and then <laughs> and then drake crept in my head like and like the third me go i take what I, I was like what? <laughs> why does it have to be the third why does he say the third Migo though like why did it have to go like that yeah like <laughs> but like three is like Gemini's number so I was like I have to say this <laughs> so when it comes to this transit happening with the moon and Gemini trining the sun in Libra in the tarot, this is the high priestess and the lover's energy or the knight of swords trying the sun in justice with the queen of swords, okay? So we have the knight of swords, queen of swords, the lovers and the justice, high priestess and the sun. The high priestess here is really ordering the knight of wands or sorry, the knight of swords I'm feeling to make movement in the direction of your inner child. That's really what I was sensing from this transit in the tarot is making a real, um, putting a real focus on your inner child to address how your experience of love as a participant has taught you about how you need to express yourself in relationships, especially to the present day. So this is a beautiful day to get some sun, especially with the sun in Libra. And uh, I would say with the sun being in an air sign, go up on a you know, rooftop, go to a high and airy space, climb a mountain, um, go somewhere high and airy to clear your head possibly on this day as well. Um, journaling would also be fun, but most of all have fun today. Be exuberant and embrace that childlike energy. Do something that you used to do when you were younger, whether it's going to drive go-karts at, you know, your favorite place. Maybe you hit up an arcade. Maybe you play dress up or you play sports outside. You can probably go on a shopping spree to honor, uh, as Nikki said, wanting to focus on grooming, getting yourself looking, you know, bad and bougie, okay, with Libra season. 
but let the walls of your mind down and aim for free expression that will possibly lead to this euphoria that can only really be felt by experience like experiences like overlooking some magnificent view or jumping out of a plane that's moving towards earth with nothing but a parachute to slow you down have fun and let your walls down in ways that will bring that type of euphoria and that euphoric feeling in on this sunday also spend time with children today as well if you have any children in your space today okay ask them if they know what love is, if you feel comfortable, so that you can possibly learn from the mind of a Gemini, I mean child, right? And maybe you can adopt some of their carefree energy. Since 2019, <laughs> I feel like as a collective, <laughs> our energy has gotten heavy, boy. <laughs> Whether it's I'm lighting, I'm laughing to like keep the mood light because it's like I'm going through this with you. We're all we're all in this together, okay? But it's like the energy kind of got heavy in 2019, like, <laughs> and then everyone had to work through emotional stuff. Like people couldn't communicate. Communication was cut off. We couldn't travel. So like the, I feel like out of all the elements, air was really heavily impacted during this time, whether it's advancements that were made in technology and communication or any type of blockage that was created, whether that's certain bans or like shadow banning on social media, or like I said, with the airplanes and like restricting flights. So spend time with children, ask them questions, ask them, you know, how they see your relationship, ask them if they know what love is, if you feel comfortable having that conversation based on their age, so that you can possibly learn from the mind, from their mind and adopt some of that carefree energy back and implement it in your life. Because when we're in an energy of play, when we're in an energy of gratitude, we're, e we're able to more easily manifest and take action towards the things that we know we deserve, right? So play with children, okay? Love on children today. Love on yourself. Love on your inner child today. And even console a child. This is this can really lead to unforeseen breakthroughs with your inner child by working with children outside of yourself so that you can reflect and build on your own confidence with the sun in justice here and the queen of swords. So that's a predominant energy that I was seeing for this this transit happening on Sunday. And I'm really excited to hear from you guys to join on stage with us. Let us know about some things that you plan to do for this week, some reflections that some of the transits brought up for you. Let's go ahead and turn hand raising on. Yeah, it's now open. So if you guys would like to join us on stage uh, for the next few minutes, let us know some things that you're planning to implement for the week or just some things that were highlighted for you during this week's transits. Uh, did you want to add anything, Nikki? I'm very grateful that um, I think the messages are coming through very clearly and, and very um, 
like oriented to take action on things, you know, on these issues. And we, we really try, like, I'm grateful that we have our, our earth energy of being able to not only break it down in ways that are practical and accessible, but then also provide like tangible solutions, you know, because it's like, we don't want to fear monger. We don't want to overwhelm people to think you're helpless. There's nothing that you can do. Like we co-conspire and co-create with the universe. You know, we're active participants in the energy. Mm. So it's, you know, trying to, at the end of the day, empower people to, to um, you know, just actively participate in, in the human experience that we all have. So that's just, just expressing gratitude for this week's episode and for all of y'all listening and tuning in and, you know, sharing your energy with all of us. So I got a, a message from Gina. Oh, she says she's in a noisy place, but she wonders how Mercury retrograde may affect the Monday preview and latter week Libra season centered on relating. Yeah. Ooh, um, I'm a, I have a Mercury retrograde natal, in my natal chart. So I feel like for once Mercury retrogrades at the time where I feel like I can actually gain some footing um, amidst everybody and, you know, else around me being in chaos. But essentially Mercury retrograde is a time to, I think, so I used this example yesterday. I think it's kind of a, an opportunity for us to like eat our words, which again, doesn't necessarily have to have a bad connotation or necessarily a good one, but it's just uh, the energy that you put out comes back and we have to just digest it. You know what I mean? And sit with it. Any, any uh, contracts that you've made verbally or through your words, through your actions, through the energy that you put out we're, will come back to, to make you have to ask yourself like damn like do i really want this you know do i really is this something that i really resonate did i do this in integrity did i do this in honesty you know uh especially with libra energy that person that you know you're not feeling them but you kind of like the attention and you're leading them on and you're not being really clear about that the fact that you don't really see a future with them you know now they're gonna come back around and you're like damn like i should have just been honest from the front you know now i have to like I i'm in all these lies i'm in all this like dishonesty um and now it's like really uncomfortable because they're trying to take things to the next level or they're trying to communicate more they're trying to talk they're trying to bring you into their seventh house from their third house and you're like dang i didn't want to be in either house to begin with so it's essentially like you know it's the energy and the intention that we've put on um connecting with people for example libra energy um the ways and maybe which uh like something that i'm learning is it's not only about putting up a boundary but it's maintaining it like that's a struggle for me sometimes like i'll assert it yeah. but then like it was like you said that empress like if some if you feel like someone's not being honest call them out on it you know what i mean it's about a maintaining mm -hmm. um that boundary so like with mercury and libra people are gonna try you you know what i mean people are gonna try to disrupt harmony people are gonna try to try your boundaries so it's just like it's a time for you in ways that you may have let things go or slip or not assert yourself it's a time to be like damn like this needs to stop before mercury goes direct again it's like like reverse reverse you know how can tell you them reverse? to jump out the tower window period y'all period yeah. but that's all i had for that empress what um what's your, your take on mercury retrograde with all this energy yeah i i feel like you hit the nail on the head as all as always per usual um with the mercury retrograde that's how i see it my 
Mercury is not natally retrograde. Um, so I do experience kind of that, you know, process of like communication going a bit wonky or because I speak so quickly sometimes kind of stuttering with my words, but it's very much just as you said, being able to eat your words. I love what, I love that phrase that you just mentioned. It literally sums it up, especially in the energy of Libra. Like that's why it's so important when I mentioned when the, the sun is also in Libra while Mercury is going retrograde in Libra. So that's going to intensify the fact that you need to be um, communicating in a way that's going to bring justice. Okay. I can see a lot of, okay, Virgo, I don't feel, I feel like there's still receipts that can come out in Libra season. Okay. Just because Virgo season is over, it doesn't mean because Libra embodies some of, you know, Virgo's energy as well, because it comes after it in the Zodiac wheel. So I feel definitely being, being integral with your word and making sure that you're saying and doing the right things, taking action in the best way possible. That's the best way that I can recommend to stay in good graces with Mercury retrograde because it can teach us a lot. It's not just like a doomsday time where we can't text anybody because then, it's, you know, Siri's going to start sending them heart emojis when you try to send them something, you know? So <laughs> just make sure that you're doing things with integrity make sure that you kind of ask yourself is this the choice that i want to be making to keep harmony do i you know is this the right because it's going to come back to you and you're going to have to like nikki said eat your words so be prepared to communicate in a way where if it comes back to you you wouldn't be like that's not fair you know um that's what i have to just add to that but i think you really hit on the head and super quick, I don't know enough about the the what's technically going on to give an in-depth opinion on it, but just as an observation, a concrete example that just happened yesterday, a precursor. Y'all want to know what Mercury and retrograde in Libra is going to look like? This whole mess that's going on with Karen Civil, that's exactly what we're talking about. So regardless how you feel about it, this is a situation where a claim, right? Something that happened years ago, okay? Mercury is bringing it the hell back because we're in the shadow period right now. So I'm that you thought okay no one noticed that no one saw that you know new year new me that's not me no more something that happened years ago is being brought up uh, as it pertains to PR and communications and how we relate to people and contracts right contractual agreements um, and then legal proceedings you know I'm, I'm hearing a little bit that it's gonna get ugly and that you know uh, lawyers in the legal system might you know be getting involved that's very much Libra you know Mercury and Libra yeah. um, a lot of people now using their words and speaking up for actually I went through something like this too I went through something like this too um, I've seen already so many tweets about like making sure that your contracts are airtight you know making sure that you're legally protected when going into um, you know dealing with people like you know in, in exchanging goods and services which is also like libra energy so like y'all want to see exactly what this mercury and libra is going to be like this this kind of like people coming together right kind of like in a class action kind of way people coming and sharing their experience and their testimonies of feeling um bamboozled or misled or financially like taken advantage of and then coming back to to take like legal matters on on the you know legal action on the matter um is a really actually great example that i saw last night that i was like god damn we are in the shadow period of mercury retrograde and libra so um gina i hope that answers your question and if not definitely just dm us if you had a more specific kind of answer that you were looking for 
Yeah, and Mars is also in Libra when Mercury goes retrograde as well, guys. So people, as you said, are definitely going to be taking action on legal disputes and claiming the justice that they feel is rightfully theirs, whether it means bringing up situations that happened years ago, as Nikki said, with the Karen Civil situation. I remember you mentioned that to me last night. I was like, I had no idea. But yeah, we'll see what happens with that and how that transcribes. But um, if no one's going to come on stage, we still love you all so, so much. Don't forget on the 22nd, we're launching the Astro Tea Journal. Super, super excited for you guys to have that really great go-to guide join our email list and be sure to join this room here astro t on clubhouse so that you can get with us every sunday let's go ahead and play the song of this week so that we can catch the entire vibe listen to the lyrics jam out and then we'll be ready to go to enjoy our sunday leading into the full moon and pisces tomorrow so thank you all so so much for joining us for another episode of astro t we enjoyed your energy thoroughly and and look forward to seeing you next week, Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. British Summertime. Be sure to play the song of the week, which is Dream by Tiana Taylor. And go ahead and join the Astro T email list and follow us on Clubhouse and Instagram to catch up between episodes. We love you all and have a terrific week.